happy days. And away we go. Here we are. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Oh Happy Dej, a podcast where I just like to talk. So thank you for listening. (laughs) Well, where do I begin? One moment. Yes. Today, today was a day. Let me tell you, friends, today was just so, it was like the most adulting day of my life. So to previously on the saga of me moving, (laughs) I'm moving from my apartment because my roommate is awful and I hate living with him. And it's a very bad environment. My energy is depleted and I don't feel like I can freely be myself in the space. So I took it upon myself after many nights pawning it over to leave, to get the fuck out. Like I am, I'm about to have my new apartment, that Ari Linux song. I'll have the chance to post on Instagram new apartment by Ari Linux. Like it's, it's been a dream and I'm so glad I get to do it. And <laughs> the icing on top of this is that I'm literally moving to a different unit in my same building. I was like, fuck that. I did. I was approved. <laughs> this is, this story is so wild and long, but basically what had happened was I, I went to go look at apartments outside of my building and I found a place. I looked at it. I liked it. I thought it was super cute. Could see myself living there until like, until I'm about to be married, married to someone else. <laughs> and we live together. And I applied, was approved literally yesterday. This all happened in the span of three days. This is the third day. Oh, also pause. Happy February. It's one of my favorite months. I love February a lot. And I haven't really said that out loud before, but I do. It's a great month. Not even just because it's Black History Month. It's a lot of good things happened to me in February. Like all of my Valentine's days have been the best because I'm single. And so we'll get into that later. Back to the apartment. (laughs) The apartment. I saw it. I applied was approved. Then my landlord at my current place was like, you know, we have studios. And I was like, oh, truth. And so I looked at them today, liked one of them because there was three available and I liked one of them. And then I was like, well, fuck, I like this one. And it's going to be cheaper to move that way. I'm literally moving down the hall, guys, down the hall, directly across from my current place. (laughs) I cannot wait to see the look, like not even just to be, just to tell my roommate like, hey, I'm fucking off, I'm getting out and I'll be down the hall (laughs) so you can suffer. I don't know. It's great. I'm excited. I'm actually like, all jokes aside, I am very excited to start this new chapter in my life. I think that I've always, or no, not even I think, I've always felt that I thrive better by myself. Not saying that I don't love having roommates or being around friends, that's my favorite thing in the world. But 
I also do enjoy being by myself. I have a great time alone. <laughs> I do a lot of things. I do this podcast. So it's just, it would just be better overall for me, for him, for the entire planet. Like the next time someone sees me in IRL, they're going to be like, wow, Deja, you're glowing. What happened? And I'll be like, it's because I live alone. <laughs> With It's just me and my plants. Me and my plants, my podcast, my anime, my music, my weed, my food, all of it. And then eventually, someday soon, a dog. A dog that will be named Bebe. Yes, I stole the name from Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. I think it's gonna he's going to be so cute. This little Bebe and me in my studio. And yeah, it's my mom was like, I think this is a good 25-year-old milestone. I'm not 25 yet. I will be in June this year, which is crazy. I cannot believe I'm going to be 25. What the fuck even is that? What do we what do you do at 25? <laughs> I don't know what it is. But I guess we'll see. So, yeah, excited for this new chapter. Moving on. Anyway, what else happened? I had there was so much to talk about this week like at the start of February, within these three days, so much has happened. And also, I mean, it doesn't really matter when I post this, the day I record it doesn't doesn't matter. (laughs) But like, I'm already starting off this day really weird. I record on Mondays. Today is not Monday. It's Wednesday. (laughs) That's when I'm supposed to post new episodes, actually. New episodes every Wednesday. I'll be on my own ass about that. Don't you worry. Bet your bottom dollar. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And so I'm recording on Wednesday, not in the morning. It is literally five o'clock. I never record this late. I like to do everything that's like kind of work, I guess. It's not really work because I enjoy doing it, but you know, something that like you scheduled in your calendar for. So I typically do things like that, like my workouts and this in the morning because it Typically, if I don't do it first thing, I won't do it at all. But I was like, no, you said you already pushed back your date once. Like, you can't do this to yourself again. You got to do it. No matter how late it is, just get it done. Do it right now. What are you doing even now? You're sitting here just editing a video right now. (laughs) Subplot. I'm editing a video for fun. And it's super cute and I can't wait to post it. I got Adobe Premiere and I'm just fucking around with it because I don't know what to do. I'm not a film editor. I didn't go to any film school. I am just a lowly actor. (laughs) Editing and me are, you know, acquaintances. I dabbled a little bit, but never got into a committed relationship. Now I'm trying. I'm opening myself up to new possibilities, new romances, technology wise. So I have Adobe Premiere now. I pay money. So I have to use it. Otherwise, it'd be a waste of money. And it's really fun. There's a song that I like called Hey BB by I think their names is their name is Binky. He's British. He's black. He's great. (laughs) Like all his songs are really fun. They're kind of like a nice 70s groovy vibe. Like Every time I hear, I'm just like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, it makes me miss the club, as most songs do. So I'm making a cute little video of me dancing in my room in underwear, because that's all I do, really. <laughs> I love dancing in my underwear. It is the sexiest, 
the funnest, the most freeing thing in the world. And like I said, you just look really cute. And anyone, I recommend it to anybody. If you don't dance in your underwear, which I'm pretty sure you do, then get on that. Water break for a second. But anyway, I have a whole thing, a whole list of things that I was set to talk about. So one, another update on my life, my job closed. <laughs> Yay, Boom, bing, we love COVID. But honestly, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. I was sad only because I was like, damn, money. <laughs> and I do like my coworkers and I like my managers. They're really nice. They treat me nice. It's all great, good vibes. And I was able to say that I was a bartender. I can still say that now. Like at least I have the the experience, the knowledge in my head that I was like, you know, for a quick second from September to what what month? Jan- from September to January 2021, I was a bartender. And that's fucking cool. I know how to make a drink-ish. I never really got the hang of making drinks while at that job. So I'm pretty slow. Uh, so yeah, don't don't come to me asking <laughs> to make a cocktail. I'll be like, I know what that's like, but I won't do it. And it was fun. I was also kind of a barista. It was a cafe slash bar slash specialty supermarket. We sold, we sold, sold. Ew. We sold fancy cheeses and had a charcuterie station. It was bougie as fuck, y'all. Like so much. It was just money. And I was, I, I just was like, why would anyone spend so much? It's, it's weird, but yeah, it closed <laughs> thanks to COVID. So now I'm back on full unemployment and I'm kind of looking for a job again. Not really. Like I'm more so focusing on wanting to book more gigs because when I was first on unemployment, surprisingly, that's when my creative job started picking up like I did two modeling things I was in two music videos and it was like I was like holy shit all it took was a pandemic for people to book me fucking let's let's keep it going I'm kidding let's not keep it going (laughs) I want this bitch over (laughs) but you get the gist of it so now after getting a taste of that good good life of that what is it freelancer artist life that I've always been living but it just feels more solidified now because I've been paid. <laughs> uh, now that I've had a taste of that, I I want that. <laughs> I want more of it. So yeah, I'm just gonna keep applying for gigs, for either modeling or acting. Modeling is easier to book right now because it's like, you don't, it doesn't require a lot of people on a set, at least the ones that I've been on so far it's easier to reduce staff on a model shoot than a film shoot. So uh, yeah, I'm down for more modeling. Great. (laughs) It's like great practice. Every shoot that I do, it's practice for me, for my face. Cause I don't know. I look at my pictures sometimes and I'm just like, ugh, how do do other models look like models? (laughs) Does that make sense? Sometimes when you look at yourself in a picture, And then you see a supermodel making the same dead face. Like, you know, the face that you make when you're trying to look cool. And so you don't smile, but you keep your face really relaxed. But 
only relax to a point where it kind of looks like you're trying, but you're not. It's a weird balance of like effortlessness and and trying. And models, people like fucking, I'm t- I ha- like what models on the top of my head that I really like. There's this one model I follow, like Gabby, Gabby Fresh or Christiana or even even like fucking Yara Yara <laughs> Shahidi and Zendaya like they do the they do these faces and just like how the fuck did you do that cuz every time i try to not smile i look like i'm sad i look like i'm just in agony and people <laughs> a human has literally stopped me once in the street and told me to cheer up or like <laughs> or was just like hey like whatever whatever you're going through it's like you'll get better. And I wasn't even sad, bitch. I was just like, oh, no, I'm just, I was just in thought. You know, when you're just randomly sitting and your mind goes blank and then your face just kind of droops. I was in one of those. I was just sitting at the bus stop, like not really thinking about anything, thinking about nothing and everything at the same time. And this person (laughs) across the street was like, everything's going to be okay. And I was like, Thanks, I know that. <laughs> I mean, it was very sweet of them. But if you know me or you've seen my face, I have, instead of resting bitch face, I have constant smile face, I guess, or like instant smile face. I always smile, no matter what. I smile when I'm nervous. I laugh when I when I want to cry. I <laughs> I smile a lot. I smile to get out of a lot of awkward situations. Ooh, situations. So yeah, I'm just a smiler. And people are used to that. Like my face looks like it should have a smile on it. So when I don't smile, people think that I'm angry or sad. And it's like, no, smiling just takes a lot of muscles <laughs> to hold it up. But I mean, thanks. <laughs> An avocado, thanks. No, but I like being a smiler. It's fun. Someone was talking, one of my friends, her name's Margaret, she's a photographer. And she was like, I love people that just instantly smile when they're about to take a photo. Cause it is something that we're kind of programmed to do as kids where they're just like, smile when you take all those class photos and stuff. And some kids, um, most all kids did. And then there'd be the few that didn't. Like no offense to my brother, but <laughs> he does not, he did not know how to smile when he was a baby. Like <laughs> my favorite baby picture of him actually I'm looking at one right now so I'm in my parents garage where I'm recording and there's a photo of my brother as like a toddler basically but he was he was in little league football and he's on the cover of this magazine (laughs) and his smile is like it's so strained and it's hilarious and it doesn't help that there's a picture of me right next to it from my eighth grade culmination where my smile just looks fantastic it's just like the two contrasts it's awful, <laughs> but hilarious. So yeah, like my brother, not a smiler. But now as he's gotten older, he has a great smile. Me, me and my bro, we come from a very attractive family. So like now he's gotten better, but boy, he needed work. But yeah, so there are like smiler people. And then there's people that have resting bitch face. But the people with resting bitch face look hot as fuck. I want to be a hot bitch. <laughs> like, like, how do I do that? I want to be able to do both, you know? I'm a Gemini. I should be able to fucking do both. It's it's in me. It's in my blood. I'm pissed. 
I'll figure it out though. I'll find a way to be that resting bitch face queen that resides in us <laughs> in us all. Cause even like there's even some guys that can like just everyone. They're they're just people. And maybe it's a facial structure thing. Maybe it's like cause people like ASAP Rocky, his jaw, fuck, can cut glass. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? How does he look so effort effortlessly cool? Or like Rihanna, no wonder they're dating. It hurts me how perfect they are together. Or like, there's so many other people. Or like, okay, you know who I want to be like? Lupita Nyong'o. Her face is like a smile face. She looks beautiful when she smiles. She has such a nice, soft-looking, like, princess face where she just like she just looks angelic all the time. And then when she smiles, it's even better. But then she can even do the fucking closed mouth looking cool shit. I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> Teach me your ways. Anyway, this podcast is not about smilers and how to not do that. <laughs> I'm going to move on to another segment. If I can't even call it that. Basically, my mom is kind of concerned for our dog. And I'll explain now my dad ordered some cannabis treats for my dog because he gets he kind of I guess he has anxiety he howls a lot and we don't know if it's because when my dad left for his new job overseas him and my dad were like tight <laughs> the dog and my dad are best buds and so Jojo was really sad when he left and sometimes there'll be nights where he just howls and howls and I'll go check on him and he'll stop but then he'll just do it again. And it's like, it hurts my heart. And so my dad thought that it would be a good idea to get him some cannabis treats just to like, you know, to calm him down, chill him out, like not have his stress levels be all out of whack. And I give them to him before our walks in the mornings too. I wake up at 7 a.m. every day and then I walk him I give him the treats and then I walk him and he's usually like calm so he doesn't fuck with other dogs. Cause the dogs in this neighborhood and near my parents' house are rude, hate them. They're all mean <laughs> and they're all small. That's the other thing too. Jojo hates small dogs. He will literally bark the shit out of a small dog and I feel so bad, I'm so sorry. But yeah, he hates them. And it's because of the dogs in this neighborhood. They're just rude and I don't blame him. If I weren't a good human, <laughs> I'd let him like, Attack. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to say that. But I don't know. <laughs> We're just going to delete that part out of everything. But yeah, I love my dog. And my mom is now worried. She's like, <laughs> she'll come to me and be like, how many treats did you give Jojo? And I'll be like, you know, two. It When the box, the box says for a dog his size, he should be getting six chews. But I'm also like not super... I don't know, gung-ho about giving cannabis treats. I don't know. But yeah, so I only give him two to be safe. And even my mom is like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we should like not do that or hold off. But I'm like, what do you got against weed, baby? It's the best. <laughs> Sounding like a straight hippie. I'm like, what you got against the ganja, man? It's mother nature's medicine, all of that. I'm like, it's natural good for you calms you down makes you feel good try it go on a trip <laughs> all of it and i 
I wonder, I really wonder what it's like to be high as a dog. I wonder what he thinks about already just as a normal un, un under the influence dog. But when he is under the influence, what else does he think about? Is it, does he dream about chasing bunnies, but like, instead of it being a normal, dogs see only in black and white. <gasps> what if when dogs are high, they can see in color? Wouldn't that be cool? Holy shit, I want that for them. That would be fucking amazing if dogs could see only in color when they're high off of little doggy cannabis treats. Make that a movie. (laughs) I'd watch it. It'd be dumb and I'd enjoy it. Sometimes you just really, you have to appreciate the dumb shit that happened, that comes into your life, the entertainment. I just spilled water on myself. We love it here. So yeah, my dog's basically a pothead. Everyone, every animal in this house is a pothead. My cat, Oren, he's a secret pothead. I know that he only likes to lay next to me when I have my pen near me. He tries to act like, and then he tries to give me looks being like, oh my God, I can't believe you're smoking. (laughs) Like he's judging me. But I'm like, bitch, why are you even next to me? You don't have to sit here. I blow away from you because I'm a nice person and I'm a great mother. So yeah, you don't have to sit here. And I always leave the room when I, when I'm smoking, you're the one that brought yourself here. So (laughs) me arguing with my cat, (laughs) the inner monologues that go on in my head. But yeah, so basically all the animals in this house are potheads and I'm not that bad about it. And other news. Okay. This is not under what I'm reading and watching and all that jazz, not that segment, but I did recently watch Whiplash and that shit just sparked a bunch of memories because I was it got me thinking about art school and all the shit, all the weird shit that we do at art school. And some teachers like that one in Whiplash, 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 <laughs> Whiplash. It was a great movie. I did enjoy it a lot. But fuck that teacher. Oh my God. <laughs> On site, I'd fight him. I was I was actually yelling at the screen. It was just, it astonished me that he felt so comfortable <laughs> treating another human that way. And the fact that there are people like him that exist in those schools, because I've seen them, I've heard about them, I've met them. There was a dance teacher. I won't name names. I fucking hate her awful. She was kind of, not like to that extent, obviously gross, but basically she said some really backward shit in class, expecting a group of actors to dance like professional dancers. I'm like, look around you. (laughs) The Drake video, look around you, look around you. (laughs) We did this. We made this happen. What, What was she thinking? It was very, very strange. I, I, couldn't believe it. I was living through this. It felt like a simulation. I, yeah, that class was awful. (laughs) So glad it was only for one semester. Never saw her again until I did see her one last time when I was in a different dance class. Basically, okay, the reason why some of the acting students had to take dance class, there was this weird (laughs) thing that we had to do called dance and movement. So it's not really dancing, but it is. It's not like how contemporary dancers have this beautiful fluent movement. It was just like a bunch of clunky actors 
getting rhythm <laughs> because sometimes we don't, a lot of people don't have rhythm. I mean, I do because I'm black, but <laughs> that's not true. But I do have rhythm, not because of that. Oh God. Oh, today I'm recording. Oh, oh my God. Ugh, my brother has entered the chat. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, yeah, acting school. <laughs> you know what, actually, I think I'm gonna take a break and then I'll talk more about acting school. Sound good to you? I think it sounds good for me. All right, I'll see you then. Love you. I'm back and the sky looks beautiful, but you can't see it cause you're listening. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm back from the break. My brother <laughs> is probably gonna interrupt again. So just be prepared for that. I love spontaneous interruption. But back to what I was talking about before, what was I even saying? Yikes on ice. Oh my God, what was it? <laughs> I hate how quickly I forget things sometimes. It really bugs me. It makes me scared. Also, it didn't help that I read a book. I finished the, oh my God. Oh, this is awful. My brother is cleaning the backyard. I can't do this. I cannot, oh my goodness. How bad is it? Should I move the mic? <laughs> Hold on. Bear with me y'all. I'm gonna move you closer to my mouth. How's that? Do you like that? <laughs> so seductive. I like, sometimes I wonder if I do have a sexy voice. Do I? You can tell me if I do. I'd really like it if you told me I had a sexy voice. This is not the type of podcast, but you can send it. <laughs> you can go to my website. You can say, hey, Deja, I think your voice is sexy. And I'll be like, thank you. You're sexy too, whoever you are. Because I kind of like secret admirers. I do and I don't. They kind of scare me and I am also thrilled by them. But what I was saying before was rudely interrupted. I just finished a book called The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. And it talks about Alzheimer's. And that shit's scary. It scares me so much. And then to top it off, lovely Tony Bennett, he just came out with that information that he also suffers with Alzheimer's. And it's just... <laughs> This power hose is really bugging the shit out of me. I'm so sorry. I could just stop the episode right now, but I don't want to. I'm on a roll. We're gonna we're gonna get through this together. You and me. It's just us. And that's okay. I actually, you know what? I'm digging this intimate vibe. Cause then I don't have to talk as loud. My hands are kind of like a T-Rex, because I have the mic really close to my chest. But other than that, I can just get a stand later on, but I'm digging this vibe. It's just, I then I can't smoke. <laughs> My pen is on the counter looking at me being like, baby, come back to me. Later. Later, love. Okay, he's done with the power hose. Thank God. <laughs> My dad bought that, I think, off of Amazon. Boo. And he loved it. It's like one of those typical dad tools. And he got really excited when he when it came to the house. I mean, and not gonna lie, it is pretty cool. 
I used it once to clean the cars over the summer. We had a little car wash. We looked really hot. <laughs> Me and my cousin, we like put on our bathing suits and our short shorts. <laughs> and I mean, not to toot my own horn, but people were staring. <laughs> a car, oh God, oh, this is awful. But a car literally stopped. I saw him. He stopped in the middle of the street, paused for a second, and then drove off. And I was like, uh, sir, one, you should pay me for that. <laughs> you should pay. If you wanted your car washed, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wash the car. But I also, I would like money. You can pay me. Anyway, what was I talking about before this? Art school. Yes. And art teachers that think they're the shit, like the one in Whiplash. And okay, here's where I'll end it. The art school I went to, I enjoyed my experience. I'm very grateful for the experience. Were there some teachers there that could use a good punch in the face? Yes, as with many teachers. But at least I'm grateful for the ones that I had. And I'm grateful that I only had to hear stories about the really awful ones. <laughs> because yeah, if I were in, what's that guy's name? Miles Teller's position. I would have been jumped that teacher when he knocked him down on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> baby that would have happened at the beginning of the movie that would have happened right after he slapped you the first time oh my god so many moments so many moments of anger but now I want to swivel on over to why I love February and why my Valentine's days have always been so nice because I am single I've always been single I have never had a the boyfriend and while I do want one I think I would be really great <laughs> I think I would be a really great girlfriend I don't know that's just me being me because I like myself a lot but I just think it'd be a great time it'd be so easy and so fun and all you have to do is communicate what you want and I'll communicate what I want and that's it that's all I really like sometimes I think I think why I'm single and I'm just like, I don't get why I am. <laughs> it really does astonish me sometimes. Cause when I think about what I want in a person, I want them to be driven. Like I want someone who has passion for what they do and loves what they do. And like, I like seeing someone light up when they talk about something they love. So I want something like that. I want someone who's funny and like is always just down for a good time, open to adventures, like spontaneous, but also a little organized. Like they could be more organized than me because we can't both be, <clears throat> excuse me, flopping mess. <laughs> but yeah, like just open to having a good time and having adventures and like just, just, I don't know, just easy to talk to, someone that makes you feel comfortable, someone that makes me feel like, I don't have to hide any part of myself, you know? There have only been a few humans that I've encountered that have made me felt like really comfortable being myself. Because sometimes I fall into this pit where I'll be talking to someone that I'm into and in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, what if I'm too much for them? Like, what if they think I'm a lot of energy <laughs> and they don't want that and all this other stuff, all this stupid self-loathing bullshit. And then the people that don't make me feel that way, 
I'm like, damn, I really like that. <laughs> and that's scarier. Someone that makes me feel so comfortable where I can just be authentically myself and say whatever without feeling stupid. God damn it. That's terrifying. <laughs> but also so soothing. It's so refreshing meeting people like that. So yeah, I want someone like that. <laughs> but I haven't met that person yet. So my Valentine's days have been just with my girlfriends and I've had a great time. Like my favorite ones, I think 2018, my friends came over to my first apartment when I lived in Hollywood. I made pasta and then we had red wine and we watched He Just Let That Into You, a 2010 classic. It's one of those like all-star cast movies like it had Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Aniston, Ben Affleck, Bradley Cooper, like super young Scarlett Johansson, everyone white. But yeah, <laughs> basically, literally there was not there was not a single black person in that cast. Not even Drew Barrymore's gay best friends, which is even worse. Like, oh my God, like not only were you tokenizing those two men, but even they weren't a diversified, like, actually, no, I think, I think they were, they were like ethnic and gay. So they were like, here's your, here's your diversity. <laughs> 2010, 2010 was like, here's your diversity, <laughs> two characters of color and they're gay. And they're only in like three scenes with Drew Barrymore, which I mean, Drew Barrymore is a lovely human. I feel like she'd be so nice to talk to and she'd give you hugs all the time and probably buy you ice cream. But yeah, I do still like that movie, even if it's white as fuck. <laughs> I'll probably watch it this year. Either that or About Time. About Time is another another good Valentine's Day movie that I like. It's so cute. Oh my God, I love it. And you know, I'm a slut for British people. I know I've said it <laughs> a billion times, but yeah, I'm in it for them. I'm in it for them. And I think I that's what I did 2019 at other friends come over and we watched about time and then my most recent valentine's tops both of them no offense it was just like we went to we spa me and a few others just had a nice relaxing day i even worked that day but it was still so perfect like we went early in the morning and then after our like our soak in the jacuzzis and whatever we, I got dressed, went to work, and I felt so rejuvenated. I was ready to see all the young couples in love. I was ready to like just wish them a happy Valentine's, enjoy your burgers and beer. This is when I worked at Stout, burgers and beers. Uh, and I was just like, I was here for the love. It felt magical. So yeah, that was my favorite Valentine's Day. And <laughs> I don't want to be like, I don't want my Valentine's to be ruined when I do get a when I do get into a relationship, because I don't think it will. I think whoever I end up with will find a way. Honestly, we could go to Six Flags once the world is open up again. I would love to go to Valentine's Day. Valentine, I would love to go to Valentine's Day. I would love to go to Six Flags on Valentine's Day. <laughs> that is my all-time favorite place. I've always wanted to go there on a date, and I've yet to do so so many dates I've had and I didn't even think 
Because you know what? You know why? Because Six Flags is not a first date date, at least not to normal people. Me, my crazy ass is like, you want to go to Six Flags on the first date? Fuck yes. 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 I have a season pass. You have a car. Let's fucking go. But most people are like, no, you know, coffee, dinner, walk in the park. Like, not that. (laughs) Not extreme shit. But, hey, I'm an extreme bitch. (laughs) That's awful. I'm setting the mic down if the volume changes. I'm sorry. Boop. Boop. God, this is all, like, (sighs) ah. I'm just like, I do I need a sound editor person? I think I do. I hope the more I do this, some someone wants to produce it, like they'll hear it and be like, you know what? I think you got potential. I think you got the stuffs, baby. And I want to produce your stuff. Actually, no, I want them to sound more old timey, be like, you know, I think you got what it takes. I think you're ready for the pictures, big time. Let's have lunch. <laughs> like, I want someone to talk like that to me. Yep. I need an agent that speaks in old-timey, <laughs> old-timey English, and they're hired. <laughs> I'll be like, just listen to him talk. <laughs> they're like, yeah, let's meet up. You and me have a luncheon for a picture, <laughs> and all this other, and all these other great things. Um, okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, oh no! Is the dog in the house? Ha- oh my god! Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my god! The dog's in the house. The dog is in the house. He's left the house. I'm recording an episode. <laughs> Get the door closed, please. Well, this is my fam in sound. T-Day. Oh, my God. I have a Leo brother. And he can be a Leo all the time. Thank you for closing the door. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, you know, this is, oh my God. Yeah, this is the end of the episode. I'm just going to end it here because this is awful. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Peace, love, and rubber gloves. Hello, I'm a liar. I'm back again. <laughs> I just didn't want to end it like that. So here here it is um don't you just love it when my voice wheezes like that it's like here it is it's gross but anyway there were more things i wanted to talk about so i'm gonna go back to my podcast concept list and see what else is there talked about that uh oh my god the most important thing that happened this weekend it hailed do you know what that is hail like ice falling from the sky it happened here in these americas it happened on sunday i was at my parents house i was in the middle of like (laughs) here's what happened i was on a phone call about to start my online workout with my friend and then all of a sudden i just hear a rumble and then i hear things falling really hard on the roof and i'm like what the fuck is that and then i look out through the through the like back backyard doors and I just see ice falling everywhere like landing on the roofs of my neighbors and I'm like 
what the fuck? Holy shit. I'm like screaming. My body is shaking. It, this was earth shattering to me. And I know that sounds dramatic, but this is the first time I've ever experienced hail ever. And I know I think it did happen once before when I was probably in elementary school, but only in one part of Los Angeles, not throughout all of it. So I really didn't experience it. This is my very first time hearing it, seeing it, and experiencing it. And it was scary and exciting at the same time. I was shaking for a good minute. So yeah, that happened. And I thought you should know about it. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, what what other thoughts do I have circulating through my head? Um, I already talked about the book that I read, which again, if you want to check out that book, it's it's very well written. I don't know. I'm not that great at giving book reviews. If I really like something, I'm just like, yeah, check it out. And if you dig it, then we can talk about it. And if you don't, I'm sorry, I wasted your time. But there's just a certain way this writer uses words, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Just the just her way of storytelling is very cinematic and like flows. It's easy to read. Like everything just flows together. <laughs> and I don't know if like if I'm explaining it in a good way. Because there's a difference when you, I feel like reading a, a Stephen King novel, not only is it different in genre, but also just in how he presents his his work. You know, sometimes I feel like his his work can be very dense or things like that, or like very cold, I don't know, devoid of life. But hers felt lived in or like familiar and easy. And the characters felt really relatable. And it, and it just felt like a human life. The story doesn't really have any, anything to say. Like there's no, there's no important message hidden within the book or like, I don't even know what the author intended for you to take by the end of it. But what I do know for sure is that she just told a really human story and how complex humans can be and are and that you can't really that you don't really know a person and what they're going through and I, that's what I really appreciate and when someone's writing characters especially like multiple point of view characters yeah so check it out if you want to and yeah <laughs> it's great I will definitely read other works by her I love when I find a new author to fangirl over like for a minute, I was I was like a Rainbow Royale fan. If you don't know her, she's written Fangirl and um, Carry On and Landline. She's a very like fun, quirky millennial writer. I feel like all of her stories are, well, not all of them, but the ones that I've read have been like cute, kind of romantic comedy type feel. It just, it's very cute and witty. And she, yeah, her writing is very witty and charming. And there's a lot of witty banter when in the dialogue of her characters. And I dig that because I love witty banter. And then another one I really like is Nicole Yoon. Love her books. Oh my God. She writes 
um, young adult romance novels. She made Everything, Everything, and The Sun is also a star. Both books I've read, both books are super cute, easy to read. I ate them super quick. Like, yeah, I read through those books so fast. And she's actually releasing a new book. I don't have the name off the top of my head, but I'm definitely buying it. I'm here for it. <laughs> These authors have my money by the balls. I will literally, oh my God, Rick Rarden, the creator of Percy Jackson. I feel like I've talked about this before, but he literally has me by the neck. <laughs> I'll buy anything Percy related. He could say Percy Jackson's grocery list as the book title. And I buy that bitch. I'd be like, what does Percy buy at the grocery store? <laughs> That's how invested I am with this author. Another great thing that you should check out if you haven't, Search Party. I think Search Party is a very underrated show. It's not talked about enough. It's so funny. It's it's the perfect millennial parody, like poking fun at people in our age group or a little bit older. Again, I feel like I've had this conversation before where I don't really know where I fall if I'm a millennial or if I'm a Gen Z. Since I'm 24, about to be 25, it's like I'm kind of in a limbo. So with shows like uh, Search Party and Broad City and New Girl and even Insecure, those are like most of those characters, like I know for sure in Insecure, Issa and all of her friends, they're like in their 30s, early 30s. So they're still young, thriving, popping, all those, all that great shit. And yeah, I connect with some of their situations, but not all of them. Cause I'm like, I'm not there yet. I'm still over here <laughs> dealing with shit. I'm dealing with shit that the kids in Euphoria are dealing with. What the fuck is that? It really pisses me off that Euphoria is set in high school. And I wasn't like that pissed about it before until I kept reading other people's like saying that because it just because they're right you could have easily made euphoria a college a, a college that's not a word a college age show like they could have all been at college and still have the same scenarios and it would be just as good if not better more relatable too i mean i can't speak on what what kids like my niece and stuff go to go through today as like a 15 to 17 year old kid in high school especially now since we're not in like physical school well not all of us because uh, some countries are just not countries some states <laughs> are just you know eh. but well even what am I talking about even LA is trying to be like we're opening back up <laughs> the fuck anyway euphoria they could have easily been my age you could have still had Zendaya play Rue as a 24-year-old or a 22-year-old, if you want to age her down a little bit. It's the aging down that's like really weird to me because all those actors in there are in their early to mid-20s, like me. So it's just like, why can't you just have them be in college and still have all the same shit? Like Rue could still be who she is. Jules could still go through the same shit that she's going through right now. Nate could still be the asshole <laughs> that he was born to be all of it nothing really had to change except for the setting so yeah where was i going with that um millennial shows i feel like i connect more with characters or like have experiences 
more akin to euphoria even though they're geared as high school kids but shows like insecure and new girl and broad city they're like a little more older like their issues and stuff are out of my range right now <laughs> like molly has a whole career she works at a law firm office she is she has expensive ass suits and bags and i'm like damn someday maybe maybe <laughs> maybe this time i'll be lucky that's from i think gypsy it's a musical but yeah so i don't know where i fall on that spectrum as a 1996 kid i feel like i'm just stuck <laughs> i feel that a lot i feel like i'm just stuck in limbo with my age with my with my career choice cuz i don't know what else i would do outside of being a creative i can't have an i can't have an office job i i don't want to be in food industry forever so i'm like i'm just stuck but no, it's and then i'm like is that a bad thing or a good thing i don't know it's a constant it's a constant journey but oh my gosh yeah, I need to get a microphone stand because I do like y'all being this close to me. I feel so loved being so near you. <laughs> I burned for you, Duke of Hastings, your grace. <laughs> I end up just becoming a, a podcast that reads fan fiction. <gasps> Imagine, honestly, maybe one episode. Maybe I'll find, or plot twist, if anyone wants to send me fan fiction, I'll read it. Maybe like something short, give me a cute little one shot, me knowing the terminology because I used to and still low-key write fan fiction, even though I haven't updated my new story. I should get on that. It's on my Google Doc. I'm writing a university AU with Naruto characters. It's Sasuke Sakura centered because that's my favorite ship to write about. And they're in college. Sakura is like a top tier matchmaker. But of course, she can't get matched herself because she's hopelessly in love with Sasuke Uchiha, who is like just a cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> and then they fall in love. So I like writing stories like that. I'm very much into the trope of enemies to lovers or like best friends to lovers or just like, you know, I do like the whole opposites attract, but you know, they're not really opposites. They really work well together. I, I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of the tropes. My other favorite trope, I love a snarky asshole character. But like, you know, there's a fine line with asshole characters. I'm trying to find examples that are well known, but none are popping in right now. So when I figure it out, I'll talk about it again some other time. But I do love, especially in books, like, okay, Another book I'm reading right now, I think I've said this before. I'm still reading it. I haven't finished it because I'm a book slut and I hopped to a different book when I was in the middle of another one. So <laughs> lovely. But in Children of Vengeance and Virtue, which is the second book in a series by Tomi Adayemi, there's a character in there named Rowan. And oh my God. <laughs> Wait, have I talked about him? I feel like I've talked about Rowan. <laughs> look at him popping up in my head again how dare he okay here's another snarky ass character who i love and to die for if you watch anime and you are watching jujitsu kaisen like you should because it will just do wonders for your life uh gojo satori 
Mm, yes. <laughs> I wonder how that mm is going to sound played back. It's like, mm, Gojo. What a what a dreamboat. That I've never used the term dreamboat before. And it describes him perfectly. He is fantastic. Sheldon, fantastic. <laughs> Did anyone watch um, that show, The Get Down? Fuck, man, I missed that show. I'm so sad it didn't last. It was expensive, though. I think Netflix was saying how, like, they had to cancel it because it was too expensive. And looking at it, it was Baz Luhrmann. And you know him. He's, like, glitter galore. <laughs> I love that's what he's known for. And I love when directors have a signature style like that. So when I hear Baz Luhrmann, I think of gl glitter. When I think of Wes Anderson, I think of pastel colors and like quirky music. When I think of Jordan Peele, I think of like, I think of like, what do I think of? I think of actually he has, he does good music choices for his movies. Like, I don't know if he's in charge of that or he's really good at mood. Like all of his movies will have like a good mood to them and they're funny but serious at the same time he's very good at doing zero comedic stuff so i know what i'm getting into so yeah it's like with baz lerman he's just like glitter glitter putting up boom explosion glitter <laughs> and i love it and that's what the get down was it was everything i wanted again it was a period piece set in the 70s love that shit i'm here for the clothing the makeup the music oh my gosh the girl that played, um, what's her name? Eileen. Oh my God. Could sing her ass off. All the guys in there were cute as hell. Uh, the sets, everything. The story was even, they had, it had so much potential to be really great. And I'm just sad it didn't get its chance to shine. Maybe one day it'll get picked up. I have a lot of like, <laughs> I think about these a lot, like shows that have gotten canceled because of maybe financial things or like the time that we were at, then it couldn't proceed. But now in the future, maybe someone else, like another streaming service like HBO, oh my gosh, yes, someone like HBO Max could pick up the get down and give it the proper treatment. HBO has money. HBO has good writers. They have a nice platform like it would be recognized but then I don't but I also don't think there's like a demand for it I'm the only fan right now that's like yo let's bring the get down back <laughs> I have met no other human that uh, that was like you know what I miss the get down but if someone did say that I'd be like I'm right with you man I'm right there but another show that I feel like should get that treatment again it's anime related sorry to the non-anime people i love you and maybe maybe i can convince you to watch it i have converted people i've mentioned this before i'm i can be very convincing just you wait baby <laughs> as soon as the mic gets close i get very sensual um but yeah another show was there was this anime that i picked up while in high school called Gangsta. And it was one of those animes that's like edgy and cool. They're like, it's like, we're not your typical anime. Blah, blah, blah. We have rap music in it. <laughs> like some samurai shampoo type shit. Very cool. Like, I love that. I, I'm into all those shows. I actually think it's from the same studio. So if you're familiar with anime studios, 
there was one that sadly went out of business that was in charge of um, Samurai Shampoo, Michiko and Hotchkin, and Gangsta. And they all, like all those shows have a similar vibe to them. If you, if you've seen them or if you look them up, you can, you can see the vibe and what that studio was about. But then that studio went out of business and that show was discontinued. Gangsta, I mean. Same with Samurai Shampoo too, though, but that one speculated if they were ever getting a season two. Anyway, off topic. With Gangsta, it came out in 2015 and the manga, I was reading it while in high school. I didn't finish it, but I got pretty far and I remembered loving it. It was really cool. It was like, it told a really interesting story about these people that had supernatural powers, but their life, their lifespan was shortened because of these, because of these powers. And they were also addicted to these drugs. And it was just like, and a lot of shit. And then it was also a mafia movie. So there were these gangster families that were all at war, like turf wars and shit. It also had a black character. And I was like, yes, finally, (laughs) someone, (laughs) black people. I love seeing black people in anime. It makes me so happy all the time. Even if they're there for a split second, I'm like, look at you. Even, you know, Fully Cooley had a black person. And I was like, no wonder I love this bitch. No wonder I love this show because look at you. You know what's up. Even though she was only there close to the end of the episodes, but her outfit is cute. I don't know her name, but she has a cute ass outfit and she was fun and she could fire a gun. She was badass. Also the black people in Soul Eater. I rooted for them hardcore. I was like, yes, (laughs) you're not here all the time, but I'm happy you're here right now. Thank you. Anyway, back to that show. So yeah, the manga is really great and it, the manga is completed. So I'm thinking like now in 2021, it's been a good few years since 2015. An anime studio, an anime studio, like Studio Mappa that's in charge of Jujutsu Kaisen (laughs) or a studio like Bones, another great studio. A lot of my favorite animes are from that studio. They could pick it up and eat that shit up. They could, oh my God, if someone, if the studio that also handles Jujutsu Kaisen got a hold of a manga like Gangsta, that bitch would be beautiful. I hate to geek out like this, but like, I just really, (laughs) the animation quality that Jujutsu Kaisen has is impeccable. It's immaculate. And a show like Gangsta deserves that same treatment. And it's not like an anime from the past hasn't been revamped. We have that now with Fruits Basket. It came out in 2005. It ended really shitty. Fans were upset. Even the creator of the manga was like, what the fuck is this bitch? This is not the show that I wanted. And then lo and behold, 2019, we get a revamped version and it goes past season one. We're going to get the full manga now. You know how many people were pissed off because in 2005, they only did, they did a half-ass version of the first chapter of the manga. Bitch. Oh my God, the disrespect. So now with this 2019 version, we get a continuation to the story. We get to go more in depth. And that's what I think Gangsta needs. I think it got a little half-assed version of a few chapters and then the studio went bankrupt and closed and they weren't able to finish it and now we're just left with this. <laughs> we're left with the with the shambles of what could have been great. 
And I did not expect to go on this long ass rant about studios, animation studios and whatnot, and the mechanics of it all. It's just, I don't know, things like that are really interesting to me. And I, I want to learn more about them. Because once you really, once you really understand a studio, I feel like, I don't know, it's just like you just feel more connected to the work. And yeah, I think that's what it is. I knowing knowing what studio my favorite animes come from and knowing and then like just noticing the types of anime that come out of those studios and I'm like, "Oh, okay. This makes sense." Of course, and then and then it makes even more sense when a new manga is or when a manga is being made into an anime and what studio picked it up because then you could be like, "Oh, okay. That is a good fit. Like this manga kind of fits their whole vibe." And it's just it's just a cool little cool little thing. Okay, I think now is a good time to end the episode. I just wanted to hop on because I felt really weird ending it with the chaos of my brother making food for the dog. I'm not mad that food was made for the dog. I love my dog. I want him to eat. I just didn't want it to be at this moment. (laughs) So I thank you so much again for listening. You are the light of my life. Let me know how you feel with this intimacy. and. I'll see if I can keep it up. I think I am going to buy a stand though, because this is making my hands hurt. (laughs) I really wish you could see me right now. I look like a statue holding the microphone. And so my mom is now knocking on the door. So I am going to end it. And I love you. Good night. (laughs) Oh, thank you.